Hey guys, before we get started, I just want to let you know that we had some issues with recording this episode. Uh, we did not get source audio. We always like to get the highest quality recording from ourselves and from our guests, and we weren't able to accomplish that on this episode. So this is simply our, um, we use Zoom, it's like Skype. This is our Zoom recording audio, so it's not of the quality that we uh, prefer, but uh, we think this is a really important episode and one to get out there even if it's not the highest quality. So just want to let you know, please enjoy the show. Welcome to Out of the Float, where float centers thrive. This is our weekly podcast where we share our stories of starting and running our float centers and where we love it as you join us as we work together to raise our education level on building, marketing, and running our float centers. As always, you can join us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Art of the Float and visit us on artofthefloat.com to find show notes, links, pictures from every episode, all that good stuff. As always, I'm one of your co-hosts, Dylan. I own the float shop with my wife, Sandra Calm in Portland, Oregon. And as always, I'm joined with Amy afloat Nashville. Tonight, we're very excited to have two guests on. We have Cecil Roebuck and Amy Lemley of International Float Conference, and we're going to learn more about the float conference and ask them some questions that the float community is interested in knowing as well. So I'm really excited to get into that. Uh, but first, a couple couple things I want to get out of the way. I do just want to take a minute to explain that we are changing how we deliver Patreon awards in 2018. You can find all the details on the change in the blog post we posted last week on artofthefloat.com. But the general takeaway is that if you want high-resolution remastered versions of every single one of our 2017 photos, sign up at the $10 level or above on Patreon before February 1st, and they are all yours. They won't be after that. Anybody who signs up after February 1st for our Patreon does not get access to all of that media. And the bang bang for the buck, I would just honestly is just pretty ridiculous. So I would encourage anybody who thinks that they ever might want these photos uh, to go ahead and consider that, check it out. And uh, you can even go preview it on patreon.com forward slash art of the float or on the menu bar on art of the float.com. And for the Patreon supporters who did sign up this week, thank you so much, James Cirrus of Float State. Float State, and Amy Middlebrook of Float Brisbane. Thank you so much for signing up for Patreon at the $10 level. We truly appreciate it. I also want to thank Float Conference, who is sponsoring the show, and it starts August 18th and 19th. Go to floatconference.com right now because pre-sales are actually about to come out sooner than you think. I don't think the actual date for the pre-sale has come out just yet. So sign up for the email list now so that you can find out exactly when to purchase those. You can get them at a discount. Uh, it's always best to get them early, as cheap as you can. Uh, I'm sure you you um, know about the Float Conference already. So if, if you do, floatconference.com is where you want to go to get those pre-sales. And again, sign up for those, uh, for those email reminders where you can find out uh, how to get the pre-sale tickets. Whew. Well, Amy, I want to hear about your week, but I'm just going to let you know right out of the gate. I'm a little off tonight. Uh, my sleep has been, well, I'm not even going to start with the sleep. I fought neurovirus for the last few days here, and my whole family did. It all started out with my 14-month-old baby girl uh, waking up in the middle of the night throwing up, uh, which was very scary for us. It's really the first time we've ever dealt with a truly sick baby. Aww. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so that was um, scary and difficult. And then 
uh, somewhat shortly after that, Sandra got it. And then almost immediately after that, I got it. Or, you know, the, the symptoms started showing, which I won't oh, go to. This is a no. PG-13 show, so I can't go into exactly what that was like. But it was horrible. And that being said, it was pretty quick. It, it comes by and goes in pretty much an evening. But then uh, the recovery has been slow and difficult. Neurovi- <laughs> I know this is the flow podcast. I'm talking about neurovirus, but but uh, the thing is, you can get sick from it again, over and over and over. So mm-hmm. while being completely exhausted, while getting super hot and super cold, and having the shakes and getting terrible sleep, all three of us, uh, we've also been uh, doing our best to completely sanitize the entire house, which is a ridiculously large undertaking uh, that mostly Sandra has taken on while I'm you know watching baby girl and and all that stuff. And we're both trying to get naps in here and there and all that stuff. Um, but I mean, to be pretty much qu- quite frank about the uh, float shop is we were checked out completely from the float shop uh, this entire week until today when we had our employee meeting. I mean, even ke- keeping up on email has been difficult. It's been really weird. You think that's something you can do from bed, right? <laughs> Not when you feel that bad. And uh, I'm sure your staff is thrilled that you stayed away, I'm yes, sure. Yes. So we, so we had our employee meeting today and we Skyped in. Uh, hopefully, if, <laughs> I, I, I have to ask Sandra for permission, but we have a really cute picture of our Skype conference where Erica is actually in on the conference and it looks like she's running the show. I, I hope I get to share that. But uh, Erica's the, my, my baby girl. And um, beyond that, there are a few important just little updates. I'll get through them really quick here. We're finally putting a drain in our Nautilus room, excuse me, a second drain because the floor wasn't leveled properly. So the water's going to be going down properly. We covered that. It should be happening this Tuesday. So hopefully as of the recording of next week's episode, I'll be able to tell you about how easy that experience was and how... Uh, <laughs> Everything is perfect now. That'll be wonderful. Uh, The other kind of important thing, uh, I mean, not to say that's not important, but another important thing is that we are upgrading our walls to FRP, uh, fiberglass reinforced Mm -hmm. plastics. And it's something that I've been recommending to my clients for consulting for, for some time. But uh, it's not something that we've actually done at the float shop. And we have oil-based paint. I mean, it's, it's supposed to be the most beastly thing. They paint this on ships that go through the ocean for 20 years. You know, it's supposed to be just industrial strength. Yeah, nothing uh, compares to Epsom salt at the uh, salinity that we're, we're using. And it just rips apart walls. It just doesn't withstand things. So uh, we're, we're finally checking out samples and looking into FRP. That's not going to be the FRP that you see at McDonald's uh, in the bathrooms there and all that stuff. We want it to look a little bit higher quality, uh, but just as durable. And so we're looking at samples and in, in uh, 2018, Float Shop's going to get some upgrades there with some good looking FRP that will uh, finally just withstand these Epsom salts because nothing does, you know, nothing <laughs> withstands awesome. it. Yeah that's, yeah, that's an interesting note that just because something is rated for ocean water doesn't mean it's gonna, be, <laughs> it's gonna work really Shocking, well. Right? well. Salt water, right? Yeah, it's good enough for salt water. It's good enough for the Navy, good enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I'll, I'll be honest, Dylan. We started out with some FRP in our room, mm-hmm. and a few years ago, we just uh, we ended up putting it on three quarters of our walls in our float room. Best decision we ever made. Nice. Even oh. helped a little bit with soundproofing. We noticed a oh. big difference in our sound after installing the FRP. And in our new location, we're also 
you know, it's not always the prettiest thing in the world. There's some pretty mm-hmm. FRP out there. It, it's pricey. But again, but, it's um, plastic, bottom line. Yeah. But yeah. bottom line is it works fantastic. It's easy to clean. It's easy to sanitize. And, you know, it, it looks, it could look a little bit clinical, but, you know, in a dark room, uh, when your clients feel, you know, that everything's clean and sanitized and easy yeah. upkeep, and it doesn't cost you every year that you're, you know, that marine pain is pricey. Um, hmm. But when you have to do that year after year, it adds up. So and, that and MRP is, is hardcore. It, I love it. It does actually add up literally as well, because coat wow. after coat after coat, it starts looking pretty funky and weird on your walls as yeah. well. There's there's that factor. Yeah. But yeah, like, like you said, like it might look clinical or might look sterile, but it's going to look better than, I mean, just truly peeling oil paints around like that is going to look way funkier. Uh, yeah. Agreed. And it's a pretty permanent solution as, as far as I'm aware. And obviously, I mean, we're six, seven years into our business, but uh, this will be new to us. But just from everybody else that I've heard, it is a very permanent, uh, my, minus grout or caulking. This is not going to get eaten away by Epsom salt. So I'm, I'm excited about that. We've had ours for three years now and absolutely no problems at all. Oh, oh, yeah. When you said, let me tell you, Dylan, I was like, oh, God, what issues have you seen? How quickly did it eat it out? Oh, no, man. It, I love it. Oh. I love good, it. Good, 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 good. Glad to hear that. Yay. Um, excellent. So in the future, should I just have floors, walls, everything, FRP, <laughs> float tanks, everything? Oh, gosh, it would be so lovely. Yeah, right? Uh, yes. That's what maybe I was not lovely to look at, but so, so lovely to keep up. But, <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Got to find that balance, right? Yeah, yeah, that that is exactly. And we always try to be so cozy and warm feeling with our business uh, that I've been reticent to put FRP up, but no longer, no longer. We, we need to work with it. Yeah. Uh, honestly, that that is my week in review. If you want any more detail, go ahead and email me and I'll let you know all the grisly details. But uh, that's that's my float I week. Highly, I got I those details you don't want to request. <laughs> I, say, I highly suggest against it, but that's just me. Silly me. Uh, that's funny. Uh, well, hey, Amy, I'm how's your so week? Sorry, then? you had a crappy week, but I do have some really good news. Well, for me, it's some really good news to share. Um, as you may remember, so long ago, maybe you don't remember. So uh, the Friday before Christmas, oh. uh, we were supposed to have two inspectors come and clear us to move on to the insulation and drywall. However, um, after uh, I think one of the inspectors showed up after no-showing seven times, I kept saying, you know, if somebody no-showed seven times, I wish I, I, wish I could collect the money like I would. The, the cancellation fee. Yeah, the no-show yeah. fee. Yeah, we do that. Uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Uh, and the other one sh- showed up, uh, and I think I explained a little bit last week, he finally showed up. He only no-showed three times, so, you know, hey, take what you can get. Uh, but when he showed up, he showed up with the old plans and not the new approved plans. So he took one look at his old plans and said, well, this looks nothing like my plans. Of course it didn't because those were the old plans and uh, failed them. Oh. So then we had to go back, <laughs> resubmit all of the stuff that they had already passed, and then we had to make another uh, arrangement for him to come back out and pass us. Amy, you sound very calm describing this story. <laughs> How was it actually Yay. during the um, events? <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, we, perhaps one day that will call for one of our famous reenactments, Dylan, but not tonight, not tonight. Um, 
Yeah. So he finally showed up today. And surprisingly, because everything shut down. I do live in Nashville, y'all. And we are in the buckle of the Bible Belt. And a quarter inch of snow will shut down the city. And it did so today. So I really did not expect, I mean, grocery stores are closing. Uh, I really wasn't expecting him to show, but he finally showed up and passed us today. (laughs) Yay! Congratulations, Amy. That is such a big deal. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I cannot believe how long that took also. Yeah. Congratulations. Three, three and a half weeks. Awesome. Thank you. And then uh, the thanks to our, the supervisor are on, um, on set, on set, like we're a TV show. Because uh, Hollywood's come after our reenactments. Yes. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, law of attraction. Um, so <laughs> thanks to him, we actually had the uh, workers on site to put in our installation and start putting up our drywall. So that has begun today, which is super exciting. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, so I couldn't go out anywhere today to celebrate, but it, trust me, it's oh, right. a celebration. It's me and the cats today celebrating. <laughs> that makes <laughs> nice. so pathetic. But me and the cats today uh, celebrating what we could right here Yay. at home. Yay. Congratulations, Amy. Yay. If I could give you a hug, I'd please take virtual my virtual hug. hug. <laughs> Bam. That's right. Uh, congratulations. Uh, yeah. So I'm curious about this because y'all are in the Northwest, Dylan. So y- your take on this might be different than mine, but this whole weekend and today we have had snow. I mean like real snow, which never happens in the South. You know so, what I told my daughter this morning? Yeah. It's what? springtime. <laughs> it was such a beautiful morning. And then I was like, oh wait, I actually don't think it is. But anyway, it looks like springtime, baby girl. Yeah. yeah, well, that's not the case in Nashville unless springtime uh, comes with freezing rain and a blanket <laughs> of white snow. Um, and it did, it shut <laughs> us down. So Mark barely made it into the float shop, it's the float shop, our float center today, and no one else could make it. But funny oh. enough, we had, we still had seven floaters show up. Nice. I love that. Seven or eight. I the think hardcore. Were they driving in or was it, were they yeah. nearby? Nope. Like drove in. No way. Nice. Just hardcore. Yeah. Uh, same thing this weekend. It was interesting. Uh, the whole city shut down. We were booked and we're like, okay, wait, we're, we're just going to wait for all the cancellations to roll right. in. Y'all, we had one person cancel. That's we were crazy. I, I love that. And everything was shutting down, but people still came. It was, and it was, I have to admit, it was a perfect day to float. So when y'all have snow, how much snow does it take for y'all to, to shut down? The <laughs> oh, no. Just, just check in. Oh, Amy. <laughs> uh, if, if the weatherman a week in advance indicates that there may be snow, you will not believe the amount of cars flying off of the freeway. <laughs> it, it's we are a very delicate city. Um, yes. <laughs> Weather news is 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 as uh, as impactful as ice itself. Yeah. Uh, we react to it pretty strongly. We we had a lot of weather events last year. Yes, and so they they so much we had to like recruit um, de-icers up from Seattle and and other parts of uh, of the state. And so they, I, I feel like they overprepared this year and it's been sunny, mild. We had a sprinkling of snow on Christmas and it's, like Dylan said, it's, it feels like spring. It feels like we skipped right over winter and it's springtime over here. Yeah. We have so many problems with, um, they'll predict that there might possibly be snow and they will shut down schools 
And then the next day it'll mm. be like 60 degrees and sunny. Oh, wow. <laughs> but schools are closed for you snow. might be more sensitive like, than us then. Wow. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the, and the bread and the milk and the toilet paper is all gone. I mean, just empty right. shelves. Always makes the news. Yes. That, that hysteria before. Um, yeah. But it's crazy. And I would like to hear if there are other float centers, if you have something in place, if you have a specific system or, or a specific rule that if X, Y, and Z happens, you shut the, the center or you mm-hmm. shorten the hours or what if somebody's in a float and, you know, here it gets bad really quick. I mean, literally, um, I can be driving to work and when I leave my house, it's perfectly fine. And by the time I get to work, roads are icy and you're sliding all over the place. So I'm curious if there are, what kind of systems and policies that other float centers mm-hmm. have, in, have in place for inclement weather? I I'd love Just feedback. One one little thing. I, I don't know how specific this is to your space, but uh, our building is behind a parking lot. So you have to go through our parking lot to get to our building, which means it can be dangerous. So we have we have floaters. We have, uh, I mean, we have float tanks. We have therapists. We have different modalities going on, um, and we just have to make sure that everybody coming in is safe, basically. And so, uh, you know, even if our employees can get in there we just need to make sure everybody can. So as soon as the snow starts falling, as of last year, because of last year, now we have salts that we put down. Sadly, Epsom salt doesn't work. One more reminder. I think we've mentioned that a few times, but Epsom salt doesn't work. But put put the salt down and we have a snow shovel and we have to clear it out and make sure that there's, it's accessible and we immediately block off the driveway. We have tape to put up to stop people from parking in our parking lot uh, because it gets it does get really dangerous in there. So, I mean, just, just one little thing, but if anybody cancels and says it's the weather, of course, like, Hey, it is what it is. I'm not going to question them on that. Um, it, it's uh, scary out there, but I also will say we're downtown and some people can make it on foot anyway. And some people will still even book. They'll call up and be like, Hey, are you guys open during this? Yeah. If we're here. Yeah. yeah. The, the thing I liked was that Mark is there. So you're not paying any employees. Seven people show up, pure profit. I love that. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. We need as much of that as possible right, <laughs> right. now since we are behind schedule. Um, yeah. I told Mark he should work a little bit more. <laughs> he loved hearing that. Yeah. It's like there's only 24 hours in a day. Come on. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, good. Well, thank you for sharing that. And sure. uh, that is that is something that we do need to think about. And just like you, we go out and Mark thought I was crazy last year because I was looking for salts way. Cause you know, at this point you can't find salt anywhere. So I went out the beginning of winter oh. and they had to like, I went to Lowe's and like, no, we don't have any. We might have some in the back and they had to go to the back and like hunt it down. And we got a bag of salt. And now Mark is very, very happy that we have multiple bags of salt and the shovel waiting there for him. <laughs> And he didn't have to go out to the craziness that is Lowe's or Home Depot mm. right now and try to fight someone, you know, comes in, turns into an MMA match mm-hmm. to get that last bag of salt. So, mm-hmm. yeah, forethought is good. <laughs> uh, Amy, I, I feel like I say it every, every show now, but would we expect any less from you to of be course. planning in advance? <laughs> It was in his spreadsheet somewhere by de-icer. Better freaking believe it. July 31st. Yes. (laughs) Day goes on sale. Yes. And I know I take great comfort in the fact that I am not the only person like this out there in the float community. So (laughs) go type A. Wait a minute. Who, who else is like you? How have you got verification of that? I I think we've got, I think, I think uh, our, our guest next week will back me up. Oh, oh, okay. We'll see. We'll see. We'll, We'll ask her next week. I don't know, Amy. I don't know. Oh, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, think, I think we should write this down. We got you, some stuff going. I, maybe you're just special to me. All right. I thought you were just, just incredibly special. 
Well, I am incredibly special, but Indeed. there are more people like me. Okay, cool. We'll find out. We'll find <laughs> out. Special. Bet you a coffee. You you got it. You're on. <laughs> anything, anything else going on for you this week before we bring our guests on here? No, other than I'm just going to go and, you know, concentrate on winning this this bet because I, I, I don't okay. drink coffee, but I, I might want to start. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to spend my next week focusing on me. that. Perfect. <laughs> Great. Great. Yeah, well, I, if I lose, that you can have a free float at my my float shop. Yes. When you're in town next, takes it away very quickly. Free coffee to free float. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> All right. Before we bring on, <laughs> I think I think we're done here. <laughs> before we bring on our next guest, I want to welcome a new advertiser on the show, Float Fuel. Uh, if you stop by the float booth, uh, excuse me, if you stop by their booth at the float conference last year. You may have had a chance to speak with them, but if not, please allow me to introduce Float Fuel. It's an aquifer sourced magnesium sulfate produced by the leading Epsom manufacturer in the United States. Float Fuel uses treated and filtered water through production to maintain neutral pH levels and highest purity standards, eliminating possible contaminants for the purest float experience, which basically means that when you add your salt to the float tank, and you add that water into it, it's not going to be turning brown, which is the bane of every float center owner's mm. existence. It's the my first batch of float water turned brown and so, 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 so brown. Uh, it's, it's pretty scary. So this is basically going to ensure that you have uh, the, the right first experience and it's not going to cost you extra money. So avoid that brown water. Float Fuel is the company that you want to go through to do that. Better salt for a better float. If you want to learn more or place an order yourself, follow the, follow the link on the show notes to get in touch. Oh, and I should also mention that if you mention Art of the Float when you make your order, you can get 15% off your order. Whether you're a new or existing customer, it's a great time to check them out and get 15% off. Now, I'd like to welcome our guests on the show, Cecil and Amy. Hello, guys. Welcome. Thank you so much for being on the show tonight. Thank How are you guys you. doing? Thanks for having us. Doing great. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Cecil, would you like to explain uh, what the International Float Conference is, why you put it on? I'd love to hear about it. Uh, the primary reason for putting it on is to bring this to a much larger neighborhood uh, to facilitate something that I've believed in for over 28 years and being in the medical field for that long and longer. Uh, I feel that the the amount of recovery in a medical medicinal looking situation needs to be seen in a bigger audience. Hmm. Uh, that being said, uh, I wanted to keep in mind that uh, we want to bring all of our, our nurtured friends in the business as well. That's the reason for making sure everyone had tickets to come hmm. to this. Um, for me, having 3,500 or 4,200 people at a conference uh, with, the possibility of 70 different speakers, panels, and different types of workshops is a big show. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, it, 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 you know I've, I've produced big shows all my life involving with different uh, companies, Disney, uh, different groups of people that put on big shows. So uh, I kind of put the two together, and I've been to the last few conferences with Ashkan and uh, it's yeah. been, I mean, uh, the, the both of them are, are just really, really sweet guys. I, mm -hmm. I, I think the most of them, and we discussed doing something on an East Coast uh, venue. Mm -hmm. uh, I think they, they like Portland. 
and I like New Orleans. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, I've spent many years in New Orleans and uh, it just came natural as that's the place to do it. Nice. When you say reach a, a broader audience, does that simply because of the, the East, it being further East or what, how are you, is it reaching a broader audience? I think it's re- reaching an international audience, East Coast, West Coast, and international. I sent out also uh, over 260 invitations to everybody from Dubai to Paris to mm. all over Spain. I mean, everybody that's had a float center there, they got a free ticket. Uh, this mm. puts a lot of people in the audience to talk to people that have never heard of floating. I'm also inviting, uh, the fe- middle of February, I'll be inviting 95,000 more people. Um, and these will be osteopathics, naturopathics, massage therapists, chiropractic, um, a big group of people that could use this in their offices. Interesting. A lot of alternative care uh, folk that really I think this blends extremely well with mm-hmm. uh, in my practice as well. And it's what I've done for the last you know, 18 to 20 years myself. So I just I, think not just the audience of people that are still floating and a few people that want to open up places. I think this is a wonderful gesture to be made to people that know nothing about it and don't know the results of it. So uh, um, I, I do want to hear a little bit more about your, your personal history and what, okay. what, you're, what you do and everything. But before I get to that, I want to ask about the idea of um, sending. So it's the International Float Conference. It's a, it is a float conference and you're inviting people who own float centers to come in. And I, I got my uh, letter in the mail and I have a free ticket to, to visit. Uh, but you're also saying... Um, people from other modalities coming in. So I am curious, what is the, um, not necessarily the aim, but uh, what's the information that's going to be disseminated as a float center owner? Um, you know, let me, let me scratch that. People know what the float conference is. Uh, that's something, like you said, Graham and Ashcon have been putting that on for years. I uh, read a read for them just a few minutes ago, uh, and I don't have to say a lot because people within the float industry, they, they know who they are. They know what the float conference is, and, and they rock it. So, uh, so, so that exists. And now what you're describing sounds like it's coming from a different angle. It sounds like this is not just uh, about floating for the float industry. It's beyond that. Can you delve into that a little bit more? Yeah, it's it's floating for medicinal purposes as well. Uh, I know we talk about medicinal pers- purposes. We talk uh, about what uh, Dr. Feinstein has, has put together for us. We talk about several PTSD recipients. I want to bring that to a larger scale. I want to invite people that support those ideas, mm-hmm. people that support the idea that magnesium is a tremendous catalyst for whatever we're using mm-hmm. it for. I want to devote more information with the osteopathics that I have coming in about what it does for the bones, what it does for Mm -hmm. the joints, what it does for inflammation response, what it does for all your uh, inflammatory response when it gets down to uh, the different chemical reactions or hormonal reactions. Those things are important that I think maybe is being missed over the years with the the, uh, West Coast Conference not a problem for it to be missed. It's it's a wonderful thing to have said and being said. But I think that bringing in a wider audience and bringing in an audience from across the pond, mm-hmm. you know, a bigger supporting off, they're, they're thirsty to hear this information as well. So uh, at least let's give them a ticket to come and let's put them in the audience so they can talk to the people that have never or are not familiar with the, you know, the, the idea of floating. Got it. 
Now yeah. I turn my phone off. I don't know who this is. <laughs> NF oh, yeah. Please, and, Amy. And, can I jump in? Please. Sure, please. Yeah. And um, another thing we're looking at in, in, in broadening the audience, we, we want to maintain that tight-knit community. I'm new, of course, to the, the flotation therapy community, having come in as a staff member for the conference. And, and what is your um, role? My, my role is Director of Communications. So okay. I'm, I'm taking on articulating exactly the things we're trying to talk about tonight and, um, mm. and then also some of the, a lot of the duties on, on the premises once, we, once we're there in New Orleans, November 1st through 4th of this year. Um, and what I'm seeing is a, a, an approach to both, both uh, embracing this tight-knit community and, and, and reinforcing it. And then also... The, an opportunity, creating an opportunity to to build a meaningful network beyond float center owners to include um, both allopathic practitioners as well as what people, you know, some of us don't think of as complementary med medicine, but just our medicine, but but a really broad base of, of healthcare providers, sort of a first line of defense, top of mind, you know what, let me refer you to a float center I know here in town that can help you so that it's not, yeah. um, it's not either, or it's not, Hey, to my doctor, my nurse practitioner, uh, I have heard about this thing flotation. What do you think? <laughs> that's, that's right. You know, but the doctor saying, you know, you, you're really out of balance. You need to get energy work. I have my doctor say things that to me, like that to me, perhaps more often than, you know, <laughs> maybe <I> should, <laughs> but to have, you know, seriously though, to have, um, have these practitioners go, you know, I'm treating you with EMDR, you have post-traumatic stress disorder from that car accident two years ago. What else I think would help you is flotation therapy. Let's talk about it. Here's where to get it. Having those, those um, healthcare providers really understand what it is that this community can offer um, just makes the world better. I mean, we, you know, ours is an international conference. Portland draws an international audience as well. I know that it's it, it matters so much. And bottom line, we want everybody in the world to float. Mm -hmm. That's what we're, that's what we're up to. And, and maybe I'm in a bubble here. And so I think Cecil might have a better point of view because he's already described a little bit of background with, with putting on events, but why would somebody who doesn't know about floating want to fly across the pond or, or, I mean, even if they're, they're local come investigate what floating is about. I, I, I'm, I, that's, I, I almost am worried that question sounds uh, not insulting. I don't know if the, what the word is, but uh, do people operate that way? Will somebody go? I've heard about floating. I'm curious. I got a free ticket. I'm going to go check out this conference and learn about it. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, the people that are coming in from that aspect, the free tickets went out to the sinners. Uh, that's who I want there, the, the oh, specialists, okay. the geniuses. They got yourself. Amy, from Nashville, you got tickets. I want the people that, like you're talking about, what happens when it snows? What happens when you're putting in new walls? Yeah. I want that group to be able to sit in the audience and talk to these people that are saying, you know, I've heard about this floating. Mm -hmm. It's right on the edge. I've heard about this. What is it? Also, with a lot of my medical group coming in, I'm offering CEUs, particularly for massage therapy, for chiropractic, for mm -hmm. osteopathic. For They're getting CEUs as well. So they're going to do CEUs somewhere. What is Why a CEU? Not? I'm sorry. Uh, it's continuing education, education credit. Yeah. Oh, got it. Okay. Oh, cool. So we're offering those, you know, and it's lots of good food and lots of good, you know, all the parties are centralized right there at the Marriott. 
uh, except of course Friday night will be or Thursday night will be down the down the uh, about a block away at the aquarium. I think it's a good entertainment city. The first of November is a yeah. perfect time to be in New Orleans. <laughs> and it's a good time to bring people in that they've, they're barely heard. They're, they're hearing all these actors now, now that are tough. Yes, mm. I float. It helps me with the set. Mm. Yes, I, it helps me draw music. It gets me out of writer's cramp. It gets me out of you know mm. all these things. So I, I believe in my heart that this is going to attract a good, significant amount of people Mm-hmm. that are right on the rim of thinking, yeah, and it's only $500, and that includes everything, all the panels, all the workshops, everything mm-hmm. daily, all the food, all the night shows, morning, breakfast, lunch, you know, that's all inclusive. So, I mean, I think we're doing something here, and, and then yeah. I've got my heart in it pretty pretty strong, in my, my wallet as well. But <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Cool. So, so basically, we... Um, <laughs> Based on on the price and everything that you're getting, and the curiosity, the fact that Dr. Oz has talked about it, the fact that it, that it has popped up in from actors and in in Hollywood and the media, that that the interest is there uh, to to investigate further. Is that what you're banking on? Yeah, or? Exactly. Yeah, you said it beautifully. Much quicker too. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and to be clear, to be clear, the eighty twenty with the people who are we're talking about it sort of don't know much but are interested mm. are still we're still looking at primarily people who are in um a related field which is to say these the medical people were describing and it could you know um people who would be referring there would be some people maybe who are curious to add a float tank maybe i mean we have halo salt spa here in charlottesville i enjoyed that very recently and i thought this would be a good place for to to add some flotation therapy so there'll be some of that crossover as well and then so when I say 80-20, I'm thinking also, if I am interested in flotation therapy, if I'm interested in lucid dreaming, I've written a couple of books on, um, on dream work. And so people that I might run dream groups with, I could see mentioning it and somebody would be like, I would love to go to that. I'm fascinated. I want to mm. work on lucid dreaming. I want to do more mm-hmm. floating. We have one at this point, since Cecil moved from town 10 years ago, eventually somebody came in and opened a flotation therapy center here just recently, but we, you know, it's not something very, with very much visibility in my town of Charlottesville, Virginia yet, but, you know, we can see some people taking an interest just as, as personal practitioners and then others looking at, well, what is the overlap? What, how is this work it complementarily to what my practice might be, whether that's massage therapy, yeah. whether it's something like a, a spa, um, medical practices of different kinds, chiropractic, all that sort of stuff. So they're going to be there. I think that they may not know about flotation therapy very much, but they'll be our kind of people. This is our way. Right. Right. I hear that. Um, I want to pause just a second because I, I realize we might've skipped over something that I think is kind of a big deal, which is that it may not actually be called the international float conference anymore. Uh, there's been a little update. I don't know if Cecil or Amy wants to cover this, but please take it away. Yeah. Cecil, shall I go ahead? I think you shall. Okay, so yes, so in our enthusiasm to have a conference that is about floating and that is international, (laughs) we thought about what to call the conference and Portland is the float conference and we thought, well, we want to be the international float conference. We want to encompass um, this broader range of ideas. That was the first idea that came out. That's what we went with Mm -hmm. and we, you know, kind of tripped and fell and needed to float a little bit to recover after tripping and falling. 
what do you mean? What do you mean by that? Because, because um, there was certainly to, initially some confusion as to whether we were the same, uh, oh, the right. same conference as some other conferences, mm -hmm. and then some concern that um, that we were being thoughtless. And there's a certain kind of thoughtless is, and that is just that you didn't think of something versus thoughtless, like I don't care. We do care. We care very much, and we have extended invitations for the people from other conferences to come and, and and be part of this because we support those conferences as well. And so in thinking about it, we revisited and thought, okay, yeah, there shouldn't be any confusion. And we certainly don't want any hard feelings because mm -hmm. we're doing this from from love, you know, with a tight-knit community, we would like to to remain um, a part of and become even more of a part of. Long story short, okay. our conference is now called International Therapeutic Flotation Conference. And for short, we call it IT FloatCon. So nice. the word International Therapeutic Flotation Conference is our name. And we are grateful to the Float Collective in particular for um, a, a really robust dialogue about both the confusion and how the confusion was feeling to them. And um, I'll introduce this back in with that, that group. It's a group of, of, I know, close to 1,500 people, I believe, um, who communicate very well and very actively. I'm a very <laughs> new part of that community, but I'm glad, glad to be a part of it and have been, have been supported um, just in the rigor of the questions and the support mm. from my getting up to speed in an industry that is relatively <laughs> So... So that went very well, and um, we're announcing this here tonight. We've saved the news so that we would have something fun to talk about, and hey. International Therapeutic Flotation Conference is it. Now, in my world, I am in branding and marketing, uh, and I work with, with businesses all the time um, with business names and, and trademarks mm. and things like that, and mm -hmm. this is a typical thing that, that um, you know, it's very interesting because it, it's the same kind of thing that can happen among any type of business. So if two different flotation therapy centers could right. end up with similar names and have an issue and, and think it through. And, and so in a spirit of cooperation, it's always, it's always possible to come up with, with something that works better. But um, I'll, I mean, I'll be around and if I'm able to, I would like to, to share some of, of my expertise in marketing at the conference and just talk nice. about name names and then sort of families of names, stylistic conventions and all that. So it's, it's a thing I do and um, I'm glad to get on board um, right as that conversation was happening. And, we're moving forward as International Therapeutic <laughs> Cool. IT FloatCon. So thanks for asking. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So uh, nice. Thank, thanks for announcing that. So yeah, that, that's something that I, I didn't mention at the top of the show. It is now the International Therapeutic Float Conference. And so that is that. Flotation. International Therapeutic Flotation Conference. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. It's yep. okay. We want to be, we want to so make used sure to truncating. Yep. No worries. <laughs> you, you, you can have your own. <laughs> Thank you. So, and yeah. And or for short, IT flotation, flotation, IT, IT flotation. Okay, great. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Perfect. We're working on it. I'll send you a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I do collect float t-shirts, so perfect. That's great. Uh, the wife is not thrilled about that, by the way. Uh, but uh, um, so, uh, Cecil, why did it? Oh, by the way, before before I ask Amy, welcome to the Float Collective. Yes, it is an incredibly active group of people. That ticker feed is going 24-7. 
I cannot keep up with it. It is it is so much. And yeah, it's, it's absolutely full of an incredible amount of information and an incredible amount of passion as well. So uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite a true the community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. There, there's so many groups I'm part of that uh, I don't even know it until six months go by and I see a post. I'm like, oh yeah, I joined that writer's group. Okay. Anyway, no, this one... Um, it, if, if you don't turn your notifications off, you're, you're going to yep. be very aware. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cecil, I, I know you had spoke to Ashcon about the name, and I don't want to spend a ton of time on this, but why did you uh, decide to go with that name after talking with Ashcon? What did that discussion look like where it's, it still felt like a good decision before hearing from the rest of the community? Um, I talked to Ashcon after we had made that decision to take that name. Okay, got it. Uh, he called me and said, well, it's a little confusing. I said, yes, let's, we're going to talk about this a little bit further with my communications people, uh, my staff for this particular show. Uh, and we went over. We've met many times since. What are we going to do this? What are we going to do that? My web browser guy said, well, let's just drift it apart and put it on another link. And that'll mm-hmm. work. So we found out exactly how easy it is to change it before we really got rolling. Got it. So uh, it was a uh, good. In fact, I uh, talked to Ashcon this past week, and uh, again, both of them, and uh, they, their, Graham was very excited that we would change. I told him we decided <laughs> to change the name to more of an international uh, therapeutic, uh, mm-hmm. involving a more therapeutic touch and therapeutic planning. Yeah. Uh, with the show. So uh, yeah, they were very excited, and uh, hopefully they're going to be speaking at the show. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. You know, I really would like to see them both on the stage at the same time. I told them they have such good banter together, but at their conferences, you very rarely see them on the show on the stage at the same time. <laughs> so I kind of put that out there. They say, well, we'll have to discuss that and see if that works. <laughs> right. I thought that was kind of nice. But uh, I look funny. forward to seeing them as well as the guys in uh, in St. Louis. I hope that uh, nice. both of them are going to be uh, with, with us uh, in New Orleans. They got tickets. so Cool. Awesome. Yeah, they... They are all uh, very awesome people, which just tends to be uh, how the how the float uh, industry works uh, overall. Yeah, um, I've been asking a lot of questions and and prodding and everything. Actually, you know what? Before I hand it over to you, Amy, I know I know you have some questions, but um, we were talking about your experience in the float industry and also with um, putting on productions and all of that. Do you want to share? I, I mean, I feel like we could have a whole episode covering. Uh, just the, just the float, your experience with the float industry and everything and, and your backgrounds, but I don't know, somewhat briefly about uh, how you fell in love with floating and also like um, your your ability to put on a production like this, because this is this is a production. A <laughs> I don't show. envy you. How about that? <laughs> well, you know, uh, I have to go back to a long time ago when floating was for me riding a parade float in Mardi Gras parades. That's what my idea was floating was. Of course, I was 12 and 13 years old. And then started my first company when I was 14, mm. building parade floats down in oh, Mobile, wow. Alabama. And ended up selling that business and going to work for Disney uh, in show production. And that's where I got my feet really wet with the show production. Uh, while at Disney, went to massage school, had a hydrotherapy teacher named Henry Dolan, who was very good friends with Dr. Lilly. And uh, he, uh, he taught me how to float and why to float and where to float. And I argued with him the whole time about floating. And saying that I was raised on Mobile Bay, and I, I always sank to the bottom of the bay. Oh, so funny. I did a lot of sailing, and I would always be the, the rudder boy or the, the person that goes down and scrapes the bottom of the boat because I could be on the bottom of the river. Anyway, that's 
<laughs> uh, he convinced me I could float. I floated his house, started giving him massages every week. And uh, he would uh, in turn let me float. And uh, <laughs> it went from there. Henry used to set up a couple of other places and uh, they would call him on any specifics. And finally he turned that over to me. So LR in, uh, in Orlando, they uh, had me uh, open up their tank spaces. Seven, uh, they used all tranquilities back then. And Lois Bearden with Euro Day Spa, she had me open up her tank for her and get that all going. And from there, it just got to be, okay, now I can float at two places. You know, <laughs> so it just got, I always took vacations where there was float centers nice. and talked to them and, and we would share things. This is a 28-year history. After massage school, I went to acupuncture school. From there, I went to two and a half years of cadaver school, then up to University of Wisconsin uh, with a sociology and human development uh, background and left there, went to Drexel, did my uh, perfusion, <laughs> cardiovascular perfusion uh, background, left there, went to Tulane, did my fellowship in pediatric care, cardiovascular perfusion again, uh, left there, went to uh, uh, Aberdeen through the, the magics of, uh, of this fine thing we're talking through and did my PhD, first PhD in education, did my, uh, or I was my second PhD, my first one was a fellowship in pediatric care. So uh, during all that, I'm putting together these big parades all over the world. I'm selling big props to big companies, Coca-Cola and uh, places. So I'm, I'm familiar with putting on multi-million dollar shows all over the place. Uh, Mardi Gras events as well. Those are big events. There's two, 300,000 people attend these things, particularly in New Orleans. I did five or six parades there. I did nine parades in Mobile for 14 years and then took it to Italy, took it to Spain, uh, did big properties for Fiera de Fares, uh, the big fire festival in, in Spain, up in uh, Valencia. I did all over Italy and uh, the southern tip of Italy, different festivals there. I'd send these big figurines. So uh, I kind of a distilled sort of way of looking at things. Didn't get married till I was about 45. <laughs> I've got a seven-year-old now, which I love with both my nice. hearts. <laughs> Ten years, so yeah, we're all happy here. The man loves a parade. It wasn't yes. all, the, all those parades. So a, a lot of people may not know, and those of those who join us in New Orleans will get a whole history of Mardi Gras, I promise. Nice. Um, we're going to do a Mardi Gras style parade sure. with several floats. Oh, wow. um, and people will get to potentially ride on the float. We have our sponsors <laughs> have that and be tossing the beads and the toys and the things. And we'll have a Mardi Gras mask ball to go with it. And the thing about a Mardi Gras parade that I didn't know until I met Cecil and learned about the business that he had had from age 14 on up to 34, I guess. Is that right? Somewhere there. And um, yeah, is it when, you, when you have a, one of these crews, which is the parade, um, the parade club, there are these different clubs, they, one crew will have the entire parade for a particular night. So they'll have 14 floats. Huh. And what Cecil's business was when he talks about putting on these big shows is he would meet with them, he would plan, he would budget, he would draw, he would execute, he would build gigantic, big as my house, paper mache um, floats for these, for these parades. So that's what that business was when he's talking about, about a big show. And then from there, Disney tapped him to come and run their night. You know, they have a parade every night at Walt Disney World. Sure. And so it was the same kind of thing there. But in that case, it was running really large, you know, more than a thousand, a thousand staff and so on to keep all of that happening. So oh. it's a different incarnation. It is very, very different from the tranquility of a flotation center or a spa. And there are a few people there at a time. And it sort of sounds like the opposite of a parade. But trust me, this man loves a parade. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds... I, 
I, I, the story of somebody who grew up in New Orleans sounds like Cecil's life. That just sounds to a T exactly. exactly how it should be. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm going to be honest here. Is it, I was totally expecting you guys to be saying Narlins. Is that not, nobody says it that way? Is it just. You pulled it up Nashville there. It's more like no. <laughs> no, actually, we have we have an employee from Narlins and born and raised, and uh, right. no, it's not Narlins. It's not Narlins with a. Oh. In fact, she almost sounds like she's. And I've noticed this about Narlins people. We spend a lot of time down there. They almost sound like they, to my ears, almost like a New York accent. It is. Very much it so. is. Yeah. Oh, very funny. much so. Yeah. Lower Bronx. Nice job, Amy. It's true. <laughs> I, I am a Northern girl. Remember, I'm a Yankee. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah. So um, I'm super excited. Like I said, Mark and I spend a lot of time in New Orleans. So I think it's a, a perfect, uh, perfect place for a party. Yes. Uh, one of our favorite cities for sure. Uh, going back, if I could, if I could, you were mentioning that you talked to Grandma Nashcon uh, about coming, inviting them, and you talked about the boys from from Float STL. Uh, but, you know, as I'm looking through, it's very exciting. You know, I'm looking through every day, all the different things you have planned, all the different um, uh, panels that you have going on. Uh, I'd love to know, I'm sure we all love to hear who else uh, is coming and who's invited and who, who we can look forward to hearing from. Please. Well, there's two, two answers to that. Uh, mm -hmm. Most of the speakers, we're in the process of getting them contracts. I can tell you some of your more famous people. Uh, Kevin Johnson will be there for sure. Uh, Colin's going to be there. I'm trying to look down the list of people that you might know. It's, it's regulars out in Portland. There's quite a few of them. Uh, uh, you know, Stephen Johnson will be there. Um, I've got a full group of, of people that most people stateside haven't heard from yet. A lot of Germans will be there. I've got quite a few people. Those names will be in there under where you see the description of what they're talking about. I will add those names when we're both in the contract. Right now, yeah, let's do it. I'm getting headshots for all of them and all that good stuff. So we're still 11 months out. Uh, as far as the um, any of the professional people that you might be talking about, Amy wanted to uh, stick, stick in a couple of notes about those guys and where we are in their contracts and how they're excited to be here and we were raised around floating. Uh, I do have some backups for them because anybody that's familiar with signing some of these big names knows that you have to sign a contract that says 60 days from that day, you may have a no show. And that's what they do. Hmm. Uh, so I've got other people, Carl Lewis, I've got uh, Michael Crichton, Susan Sarandon. Talking to, oh. talking to. <laughs> yeah. Talk, I'm, I'm, well, they're yeah. If well, exactly. It's, it's a difficult. Why don't you tell the rest of the story? All right. Easy yeah. It's a, it's, it's a tricky thing. We have, we have, yes, yes, we're available. Yes, we're interested. Mm -hmm. Can you afford us? Yes, we can. So this is not, they are not a charity, unfortunately. So, sure. so <laughs> we have, we've, we've talked with Jeff Bridges who can come and do our keynote and we'll come as a Jeff Bridges duo and perform. And of course he was a pal of Dr. Lily's and he loves to talk, you know, I mean, I'm insisting all right, I'm going to interview him. We're going to be sitting in our bathrobes. That's how it's going to go. <laughs> I'm, very, I'm, halfway, I'm halfway kidding, but only halfway. So, um, but anyway, he's, he's very, a very, very devoted and longtime flotation um, practitioner. And so he's, he's eager to be with us, loves New Orleans, loves what we're up to. And the, so we've got that as a yes. And if somebody comes along and wants to make a movie contractually, 
you know, he get he gets oh. to go and do that. That's what we're talking about, and that's the reality of it. Mm-hmm. We are intending to be in very close communication all the way along. We have, again, we have you know our A team and our B team, and really trying to to have en- enough to um, enough star power. Um, we have we know that Mehmet Oz is interested in coming, and we're trying to work that out. It's it's our our commitment to make it happen if we possibly can. Um, well, he's he's open that week. He's yeah. Certainly- Exactly. He said he's available. Okay. We're trying to work it out. So what you have to know about Dr. Oz real quick as a side note. Uh, I'm a cardiovascular perfusionist and he depends on my trade to open up hearts when he used to open mm-hmm. up hearts three times a day. I worked in Columbia briefly doing ECMO. I've met him and talked to him and his chief perfusionist over there is a good friend of mine. So I've been going the way in which uh, a lot of people like to be contacted is not through these uh, agents. Hmm. I'm learning that very slowly. The more you know people that know them, the easier it is to talk to them like, hey, it's floating. I love floating. Mm-hmm. Why don't we do this? Okay, I'm happy to be available. Let's get a contract. Yeah. Let's get something going. Okay, well, I have to make sure my time is clear. It's mm-hmm. one of those footpaths that you yeah. walk. So we're, so, try- we're trying to be yeah, as transparent as we can be about it. We're very excited about, about the star power because it's fun. It's eye-catching and it's fun and they will be great. Right. We'll be glad to have them there. But the real star power is going to be First of all, in all of the foot soldiers, all of the fellow the fellow flotation uh, center professionals and the other people who are there, as well as the scientists, the researchers, the manufacturers, the people who are really developing what's next for all of all of you, all of us right. in, in the industry. Yeah, I have to admit, when I saw the letter and it said, you know, scheduled to present Tim Ferriss, Joe Rogan, Mehmet Oz, I mean, this could be pretty, pretty, pretty epic, but um, we're not used to that level. Yeah. <laughs> the photo industry just isn't used to that level. Um, especially right. all three of them on one stage. I would think right. that yeah. anybody outside the... Uh, well, we're going to have isolation tanks, though. Uh, I'm, I'm just kidding. Get it? It's a joke. Boom. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I, I, I'm... So, um, I'm Cecil. I'm, I'm assuming Amy has been very clear about what's uh, been described on on Float Collective and everything that that bubbled up. I mean, obviously that's that's, that's you know, secret there. And there's a lot. It's been a lot of I don't I don't know if controversy is the right word, but a lot of like, can this be real? Mm-hmm. A lot of very good questions came out of that. Um, and I think one of them uh, is uh, like Amy said, Tim Ferriss, Joe Rogan, Dr. Oz. Uh, there are other names that I aren't coming to mind that it just sounds like, well, yeah, this is everybody we would ever want to see at a float conference. Yes. Oh, they're all going to be at the exact same float conference this weekend. Like that, that is, uh, if it sounds too good to be true, it's, it's gotta be. Oftentimes it is. I understand that. Right. Uh, so do you want to elaborate that on all, or do you feel like you've. Well, I've, I've dealt with the same situation when we had Disney going with parades and we would have these big characters and come in and uh, have guest stars appear with, and it's it's a known fact, 20 minutes before they get there, they can't do it, or they're overcome by something and they can't do it. But when you have them where they've said, yes, let's do this, let we can do this. You know, I had uh, a conversation with uh, Dave Ashford's people, and I would love to say he's going to be there, but he's not. You know, it worked mm. out that he couldn't make it. I believe he's, he said he was in Amsterdam that week. So we're filtering through the people that we would love to have there. But we're going to have another conference next year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, yeah. we're going to, well, we've got groups of people that we would love to have at, at these conferences. And the names, we mentioned in our, the names we mentioned in our materials are names 
of people we have been in touch with. We have gotten a preliminary. Yes, we can do it. Let's work it out. And that's, that's where we are. Yeah. Yeah. And so my, my commitment in coming in is to be as transparent as we can about that and to communicate, you know, to any changes into the schedule that we, that we can't, because of course it's all lofty. I mean, it, trust me, even just the parade is lofty. It's all, it's all lofty. And it's what we have, have, um, been working on to schedule it. We're in touch with them and, and it's necessary with their agencies. It's much better to work directly with them, but mm-hmm. you know, with the, the names that are going in there are the, the, the names that we we're in touch with at that time and, and doing, doing it the way we want to do it. And you know, starting as, as aspirationally as we can and getting yeses, which is right. Um, yes. Yeah, the, the, you know when I when I, I I hate to compare it to the float conference, but that's all I know, right? Oh, I mean, there's the float conference and there's rise, and as so the float conference has been been going on for so so many years, when they say a name, like I know, and, and I know behind the scenes too, because I talk with a lot of these people as well. I I know that they're going to be there, and there's not a chance that they're not going to be there, and so I just get a a strange feeling when you're saying that they're saying yes, but there's a chance that they might not be there, but it's, it's, it's a yes, but you know, like it could not happen. And there's next year like that. I mean, I'm just to be quite frank, that feels weird to me. And, mm-hmm. and that's not something that I normally feel when somebody says somebody's going to be there. I, I absolutely agree with you. I've had it happen. In fact, recently, I believe uh, Amy had that happen with someone at a, a ukulele concert. Wasn't that correct, Amy? <laughs> How that happened to you? You guys. Well, I, w- I was going to um, a charity event in Richmond, and there's somebody I'm a particular fan of. And I went and I, I bought like the super duper ticket on, like, specifically for this one performer. And then the lineup did change in the last minute. Um, I'm interested to know this is actually a really good opportunity to talk about it then. There are some people who will be able to get a firmer commitment from th- than others because not, ev- not everyone will say 60 days out, we get to change our mind. Some do. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jeff Bridges says that. Some say that. Some do not. How? I'm curious. What? How would? How would you handle that type of communication? What would be? What would be comfortable for you? And just as a professional on my end, I'm interested to know what. What you would ex- like? If I say these are the people we're you know we're in in conversation with. These are the people we've slated. They've said yes. Some. I mean, it seems like if yeah. we say check back. You know, I don't want. I I understand exactly what you mean. And I was very disappointed when Grace Vanderwall didn't show up, I promise you. But it's a big deal to be flying into a city, planning to see a particular set of people, and, and then being told, well, this person also plays the ukulele. I get it. I'm interested. <laughs> right. Let me know, yeah. let me know what you, how, you think it should, how you think it should go with this level of uncertainty for like well, these sort of super. So as someone who's not part of, the, you know, I don't do events, that sort of thing. But when I see scheduled to present, mm-hmm. in my head, that's, that's kind of like, oh, they're going to be there. It's pretty amazing. And I'll tell you, like, my experience with Dr. Oz, so I'm, I'm part of, I'm a massage therapist as well. So yay for fellow massage therapist. Um, and a few years ago, the AMTA had Dr. Oz come. And I remember they announced it the year before. They were super psyched. That was the big deal. They spent the entire next year. And I mean, I swear every week there was a freaking email in my box. <laughs> Dr. Oz is coming. Buy your tickets now. Um, and I mean, I understand why they're excited. It was, it was, uh, it was a big deal. So I was that, I'm sorry, oh, wow. you, were, nice. you were there? Yes, mm-hmm. I was you there at all the AMTA. 
Okay, there you go. Okay, go ahead. Um, so, you know, we, we knew ahead of time it was announced mm -hmm. and he was there and he did his Dr. Oz thing and, mm -hmm. <laughs> and that was that. So, um, so I mean, to, to me, I noticed even on your website, you had things like um, invitees. Um, like there was one, they're going to have a podcast. And I was just, you know, I was a little confused once again, coming at it from someone who doesn't uh -huh. do events. I'm not an event planner. Right. I don't know the difference. Um, so invitees means are those people just you invited that you're kind of waiting on this confirmations. Is that, is that the understanding? Yes. That's is that, that we're in. Okay. That's our yeah. front line. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. We have the most chance of having at this point. <laughs> that's so we're, we're, in, we're in conversations, but yeah, it's a, you know, we have the financial part laid in. We have mm -hmm. the time laid in. Uh -huh. uh, and now it's up to the part of, and we've scheduled it. We have the time in our schedule set aside for mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. And again, I've got several people I've talked to different agents about having there in case 60 months, 60 days out, something, you know, so right. absolutely. And yeah. I'm, I'm understanding that 100%. Uh -huh. It is uncomfortable. Scheduled, yeah. Scheduled. Okay. So when you say scheduled to, to just so I'm just clarifying, cause once again, total, I, like you have done a no ton more. of things I haven't, so I don't know. So we say scheduled to present. These are the people that you're working on to get yeses from and sign those contracts. That's what you're working on now. Correct. So I could come and actually see Tim Ferriss, Joe Rogan and Dr. Oz. Maybe not on the same stage. Not, oh, not on the, not same, the stage. same time. <laughs> oh, yeah. That would be kind of odd. They have know, a actually. sing and dance, song and yeah. dance number planned. Yeah. That's right. If you could make that happen, I would make it. They all went to their notepads when Amy said that. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things you might know is, is that Jeff Bridges is real good friends with John Goodman. John Goodman happens mm. to live in New Orleans. Mm -hmm. So, you might again this is not scheduled but you might see john goodman there because he supports i mean when he's in town they can hang out so i'm not saying he's scheduled i don't have a contract with him mm -hmm. but that and we don't happen. know if he can float uh, right uh, <laughs> well i bet he can that's a whole other if you were a bet man you bet <laughs> i love that guy i really hope he comes but there's no but anyway so yeah so when we so what if we're if we say invited scheduled if, if we say invited, we're in talks. If we say scheduled, they've said, yes, we'll do it. And, and the, we are prepared, we have a contract in the works we've, or they've said yes, and that's it. But again, I'm, I agree. I think having had just this tiny disappointment with that music, musician that I like, I don't mm -hmm. want everyone to show up and well, Grace Vanderwell's not here, Amy, but this other chick, she plays ukulele also. I'm sure you'll have a nice time. I don't want that feeling. We want to give you what it is you think you're coming for. Yeah. And so three uh, months. a high you level of transparency. Anything like that happens. Yeah. There's a difference between Amy's, Amy's, Amy's game plan. She showed up and it, it, nobody cleared that up. Nobody right. That right. And I've got people that I'm already talking to, Carl Lewis and Susan mm -hmm. Sarandon. You know, I've, I've already... Saying those are my some of my backup people, which I think that if you get something in the email, you know, two months before it says, "Hey, we're we're uh, we're doing this," and you know, if anybody wants their money back, they feel free to you know get mm -hmm. the money back. Yeah. Yeah. So, Amy, to to answer your question as like as a conference goer, yeah. uh, and and to to try to separate that as without 
piercing the veil of what goes on behind the scenes, uh, which is which is obviously difficult, particularly with the with the insight that we've had tonight about how it's going on. Um, I would say if I went to go see, I don't know, what's a big festival that goes on? Um, uh, Sasquatch Festival happens in Northwest. Like, like, so they, they, let's say they have a big headliner. If that huge headliner mm-hmm. did not yeah. show up, that would totally wreck it for me. I but, agree. Okay, got it. If, if, and you uh, had no prior, nobody told you they weren't going to be there. Uh, for, certainly. Yeah. Absolutely. That will not uh, well, yeah. for that, honestly, I mean, if I, of course, if I could get a refund and, and all that, that that's one thing. But, you know, that would be a game changer for me if they said they were going to be there. And then it, it ended up that they weren't even even with 60 days, notice, 60 yeah. days notice. That would be a big deal for me. It would be if yeah. Tool uh, was going to be there and, and it turned out Tool wasn't going to be the headliner. Mm-hmm. That would that would be a big deal. And I would definitely cancel because nobody yeah. was going to replace them. That, that meant that's anything it. to me. But um yeah. But 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 I understand that if a smaller speaker uh, or in this in, in my mind at a festival, if a smaller band is replaced, that's going to be personally disappointing to me. But, yeah, I understand that those things happen. And right. by the way, like this is just my own personal take on how I see it from the outside. And um, I certainly didn't know that that's how things operate from the outside. So I'm having this weird kind of double experience now of appreciating the transparency of it and at the same time going. Well, shoot, I don't know what I'm buying necessarily. I feel like I'm getting, you said 80-20 mm-hmm. earlier to reference to something else, but I feel mm-hmm. like I'm getting an 80% chance to have this experience mm-hmm. and a 20% exactly. chance of something different. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, uh, part of me is like, wait a minute, anytime that I go to something, am I being given an 80-20 or 70-30 or right. so, something oh. to that effect? And I just don't yeah. even know it. And these guys mm-hmm. are being extra transparent right. and telling exactly. me about it. Um, so I don't know. In the entertainment, yeah. I can tell you it happens at Disney uh, more hmm. than what you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot. And when well, it's a personal appearance right. versus yeah. any control over back then, uh, yeah. we would, we were always. And I bet I'll, 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 I'll go out on a limb here and say I bet uh, Graham and Oshkon probably have had this happen from time to time where somebody didn't show up at the last minute. You know, mm-hmm. uh, maybe not as a as a, a show a showman or somebody like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, last minute, your last two weeks, you're just puckered up in more places than one i'll tell you <laughs> waiting for uh, ice to come out of the sky so, uh-huh. okay i won't say it uh, like that again i can't imagine that out. I don't <laughs> yeah i'll tell you the uncertainty makes me makes me really anxious too and um in among the things i do i also i write nonfiction books and i've written two <laughs> books about social anxiety <laughs> and so and, you know a treatment for anxiety obviously is a wonderful wonderful aspect of flotation and i'm aware of this and <laughs> And yet, yes, the person, the person, the, the author who is also the person who has suffered social anxiety, mm-hmm. living with so much uncertainty, is really it is uncomfortable, and it's part, it's you know, sort of that showbiz. But we want to find the kind of transparency that makes you comfortable. I'm very, very grateful that we have the chance to talk about it because yeah. it 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 helps us to understand how you know how to communicate, what you know what to what remains our highest commitment is to to honor this extraordinary community it seems to me it feels like this giant community of friends already you know a really responsive helpful adaptive um group of thousands of people you Mm -hmm. know thank you guys um i want to go into um unless amy has other plans uh, i'd like to go into a few questions that are from the float collective that have come up if that's okay if we can address those uh, amy if you would take this yeah. away 
So as I was looking through your, your page and looking at the, the various things that were going on at the conference, I noticed through the uh, panels, there was an organization that, keep, that kept popping up called TIFTA. And I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit about this organization and how they're involved with the conference. I'm, I'm very curious. It's coming from a nonprofit background. It looks like mm. it's a membership organization, and I'd love to hear more. All righty then. I think that's my cue. <laughs> um, TIFTA is uh, the International Flotation Therapy Association. It's a nonprofit. I set it up. Um, I was involved with another nonprofit having to do with, with floating for a while. And uh, I decided that I need to have a, a nonprofit that our conference will support financially. And uh, so if you go to the conference, uh, every person that attends a conference will be a member. And the conference itself will be paying for that membership out of the $500. Um, it's a straight membership. It's a $50 membership. So you get 4,000 uh, attendees, you need 500, and that's about 200 something thousand, a little bit more. That goes into the nonprofit. The nonprofit is uh, my dream to be a total, uh, I should say, advocate for all people involved with floating. We plan on, because we are funded, will be funded, and are funded presently and totally transparent at all times on that, that uh, we, we have a, a good group of board. That's where our board is, very strong board there. And, uh, you know, I, I gave each one of them the same sort of uh, talk about this is what my dreams are for a nonprofit club. Somebody in, uh, I'll pick on Seattle since none of us are here from Seattle. <laughs> uh, somebody from Seattle uh, calls and says, Tifta, we've got a problem. We've got a center here that has... It's just not working right. Okay, uh, who's the manufacturer? We get into all that. We call the manufacturer. We fly somebody there of one of our specialties, whether it's a business specialty, whether it's a sanitation, whether it's a board of health, all these things. I've got seven of the strongest people that I know that know things about these particular things. Knowing things about things is important, right? Mm -hmm. So, So they say get try to get this settled as a neutral advocate for both sides mm -hmm. come back report and see what we've done if we've done it you know to both sides likings uh it, we've got research we've got some of the like i said big brains in this group on this particular board um, and can we ask who's on the board uh we who, can. and yeah. i can tell you who's on <laughs> awesome i like that even more so i've got people you may not know i don't know whether you know michael cook or not he was involved with hospitals here in Carolinas, he was one of the uh, workings of upper vice president of that, has a lot to do with medical field and knows a lot about that kind of thing. A very good organizer. He's our executive uh, director. Jeremiah Carr is our business technician director, director of business technical field. He uh, owns uh, Float Zero as well. Not, I'm sorry, not Float Zero. You, we all know who Float Zero is. He, he's <laughs> with uh, Float Supply and First Float. Uh, but Float Zero, since I brought him up, Zero Gravity, uh, mm -hmm. Kevin is one of my board. Cool. Uh, he's our uh, you know, education specialist. Amy, of course, is the, uh, Amy Limley, just Amy, <laughs> <laughs> is, uh, is one, a communications director. I've got a nonprofit specialist that's been doing nothing but nonprofits for 20 years, uh, Marianne Stelovich. Uh, Colin uh, Sterwell Smith is our research uh, director. Um, 
His wife is is on planning board. Uh, she's our planner, or one of our planners. Um, it's myself. Uh, I've got um, my two brothers are involved. One brother is an ex-Navy SEAL for many, many, many years. He's our sergeant of arms. My other <laughs> brother is our uh, operations director. He'll be the one that we, he knows all about pumps. He was a, a captain on the river for many years. Knows anything about making a pump, building a pump, looking at a pump, making sure the pump works. And he's been our main pump person, our, our center for years. Hmm. So I think I've got a pretty strong group, um, all, all, all inclusive. Very interesting. And I can get you bios. We're going to have bios and all this on the, on the website real soon. Pictures well, and all cranking. that. I'm cranking. I'm hmm. cranking. <laughs> Amy's on it. All right. Good deal. So do you have a mission uh, for TIFT? I'm just curious, like what is like your over, obviously you're there to, to help uh, float centers, but do you have float like centers, a mission now? Manufacturers, all that? Manufacturers. No, anybody, anybody that floats, anybody that might want to float, yeah. anybody that's never floated, okay. that's thinking about floating, anybody that can spell the word float. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that cuts out about half of this. That's one of the things I have discovered in this exercise. Yes. Yes. Flotation, that is a good question. How do you spell that? It's legitimate. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you something. When I first heard about this whole thing, and Cecil, what was that 12 years ago when you and Lydia opened your first flotation center here and they were going with, you know, with that A and Oh boy, it was a while before I could get my mind around it. Now it's perfectly fine with me, but yeah, flotation with that A in the middle. It does, it takes something. Um, we will be, um, of course, developing the website for TIFTA and we'll have a mission and vision statement there as part of that. And that is, that's still being developed. But I think, I think if you have to pick one word, you'd go with what Cecil said, and that is advocacy. And then also a kind of um, non-binding kind of mediation in... Um, in the spirit of cooperation and in the spirit of, of a tightly knit, you know, community of thousands and hundreds of thousands. One of, of the important things I want to bring up this, this is member based basically through the conferences. However, being a member or not being a member has nothing to do with our advocacy for your situation. Mm -hmm. uh, you do not have to be a member to use us. We want you to mm -hmm. be free to call us and we will, you know, Take it upon ourselves to try to again make this whatever the issue is work out for both sides, and the better side work for everyone. So I mean it's it's one of those situations that, uh, and it's like I said it's a fifty dollar membership one time a month a one time a year. Uh, it's not uh, based on how many you know float tanks you have or how many centers you own or you know how many people you have coming to see you or what size the city is in. And it's a one time deal once a year, and we're quite tickled with that as, it's, as, as, as we are right now. Good deal. You know, I think, I think we've kind of organically gone through many of the things that have come up in the Flow Collective, just everything that you've described about what the um, conference is going to actually be. I think the only kind of final question that I would have uh, is one that I'm really not eager to ask about, to be, to be quite honest. It's, it's uncomfortable for me to ask about, and, and <laughs> which is basically the, but I, but I think it's a very legitimate question because I think so much of um, concern for this conference being put on was because of uh, Cecil's Float Center's Yelp reviews and the feedback that came back because of that and customer service and getting refunds and or just not get, being able to get a hold of somebody, all of that. Um, uh, 
historically, float centers don't have a very difficult time getting high marks. I mean, because there's not a lot, but it, I mean, with an LMT, there's somebody there for 60 to 90 minutes with a float tank. As long as you're maintaining it, it's there and you get to step away and there's not, it, it's a little bit easier that way, but there are a decent number of people who are saying to, to stay away. And because of that, then we say, well, if, if he's having trouble getting, uh, getting positive feedback for his business, how's he going to be putting on this? And why should I be investing my money or my time, which, which is sometimes even more important in, into this endeavor. And uncomfortable as this is, I think it's a really wonderful opportunity for you to, to kind of step up and, and talk about that part of it and, and uh, know you're able to, to address those concerns freely. And of course, yeah. be good sure. for, for the community. Some of the Yelp, um, in, in the, the things that are on there, Amy pointed this out to my wife and I own Buoyance. And uh, we're not, my wife is the one that sets up all of our social uh, media and that kind of thing. And she stays as close to it as we can. We, we don't uh, subscribe to Yelp uh, advertising as of right now. Uh, that we think is going to change. Um, we have been told that some things are on there. I can tell you there's two reports on there most recently that evidently while I was in New Orleans for Christmas for 10 days, I gave a massage up in North Carolina that was terrible. Now, I don't know how that happened. It was reported through Yelp. It was reported by somebody that's the first time she's ever recorded that. So I kind of thought that was a little, you know, Interesting. So we started well, a looking. one-time Yelp user. A one-time Yelp user. Mm. I mean, that was yeah. their only. I see what you're saying. And and if you start looking at this, Amy pointed this out to the both of us here most recently. We either have fives or ones. <laughs> and how do you mm. get all fives and then a one, and all fives and then a one, and all fives and then a one? Some of this doesn't make sense to us. And after talking for two hours about a week ago, after all this came up with Yelp, they really had no so there's a big case working against all these things that are saying this that and the other we saw them but at the time we said you know we still have all these fives and i mean it's it, it doesn't seem like it's ever been a four and a three and a one and a two and a three and a five and a, it's more of the the case value now also pointed out to me most recently is this upcoming documentary that's uh, billionaire bullies. I don't know whether you've heard of that one coming out yet or not. It's all about Yelp, and it is a, a true uh, algorithm that they have evidently built into their system that plays heavily to people that are not involved in their, you know, so-called advertisement. Um, mm -hmm. We have about forty, forty-seven hundred people that come through our doors. I mean, that's our, that's our standing group of folk. Uh, we don't do a lot of advertising. Most of our advertising has been word of mouth over the last uh, eight years here in North Carolina and six and a half years back in uh, Virginia. So the social media to an older person, I don't know who's the oldest person in the room, but I can bet who it is, <laughs> is, is not a, a worthy gamble when I've got, you know, myself, I have 500 regular clients. Being a, a therapist, that I do most of the clinical direction at our place and have done that for a long time. I'm sorry, I've got this thing turned off. I don't know why it's doing <laughs> I'll put it on airplane mode, but nice. anyway, um, I, I would understand that too, but you have to understand that if you look at Yelp, 
and you start looking at what they've got. I haven't uh, delved into much of it. I saw it on there after it was brought to my attention through the collective, and I talked to my wife, and then we, again, we talked to our attorney and said, okay. Then while we were in New Orleans, it came up to our attention. We had somebody email us, did you see what just came up on Yelp? That's preposterous. We weren't even, the shop was closed. There was nobody there. So we don't know whether, we just don't know how to explain that. These are things that have, that we don't know about. I know the one where it says you would, uh, you know, whatever, however Amy saw it this evening, something about give you a ream you a new one or something like that. That couple was so inebriated when they showed up. I repeated what he said to me. So that, mm. that, I know where that went. That's the only one out of all of them. And we have the right to refuse. And when we mm. do that, we tell people that, you know, if you cocktails and as you know, Amy, massage therapist, Amy. <laughs> uh, Actually, we just uh, had to deny someone last night. Oh, well. inebriated. Yeah, right. it happens from time to time. And what's to stop that person from going on Yelp and saying these, these things that are outlandish? Really nothing. Mm. And when you answer it, a lot of times we're seeing that the answers don't get front and centered like like the, the original questions. You really got to look for the answers from the, from the, the participants, or from the uh, practitioners. So there's not a good defense to it. It's just I consider the source where it's coming from. And I consider that, uh, you know, it's a terrible situation. It had to be, you know, explained over, you know, live air like this. But um, I, I just, I don't see the, the variability to it, yeah. viability to it. I, um, I know that we don't have a lot of time to continue this. And I know that we, I, I mean, I, of course could ask more questions and more specifics and all that. And we could really just like trudge this all up, but I don't know even necessarily that that would be super helpful. Um, if I can just leave you guys with something, I feel like most float centers don't have an issue with this. Most float centers don't pay for advertising and, and still don't get this. Um, Amy and I, I mean, even inebriated folk come in. I mean, th these things happen um, and dealing with refunds, all, the, all these things happen. And so um, it's almost like a he said, she said saying that it's not, it's not important, right? But with that being said, it is a concern out there in the community. And that's definitely something that I would like to pass on to you guys that that I, I think my guess is even after this episode airs, that will continue to be something that you may want to, I don't know if address is the right word, but they have, they know have that it's there. Cases right now that they've just opened up this past week on the ones that we've brought to their attention. Okay. So that is being addressed. Okay. As we speak or whatever hours they have at the Yelp office. And just to say, it's not just Yelp, it is Google as well. Um, it's mm. kind of the same thing. So, um, so yeah, I do, I know one of the concerns that's brought up is, you know, in our day and age when there's, there's a little more sensitivity uh, around these things, we're hoping, of course, that this conference goes over huge and we get some national, and I, when I say we, I mean the float community gets national yeah, attention or the conference <laughs> yeah. gets national attention. Um, that's well. what we all want. Um, and like I said, with that lineup, it could, you know, it sounds pretty epic. Uh, so you know, when that happens and let's say someone from a national news source comes in and they do that background check, that there's a concern that that could be a source of contention or something that might hurt the industry. And if something like that should happen, um, do you have a, a, a way that you'll address it? Do you have a plan in store for that? I mean, Amy being a communications yes. person, are exactly. you? We don't have Amy working for us at the spa. <laughs> Correct. And that's exactly what her fur front is. And that's the way she handles 
when it first hit the uh, collective. She was our, our front runner. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a, it's about crisis communications, and it is a crisis. No, no matter how those comments ended up there, what the situation is, first of all, of course, nobody wants them. You don't want that situation. You don't want unhappy customers. And if there are legitimately unhappy customers out there, you need to address it. You know, you need to find a way to, to, to flip them. And, and in the world of marketing, you, and you know this as well, that if you have someone who's unhappy and you make that person happy, then that's going to be a really loyal customer. And so to find, to find ways to address it, ways to investigate what we are finding to be very peculiar circumstances with some of these, you know, those are issues. And, and of course, we understand how the risk is that someone from the outside looking in sees, sees those, extrapolates something or other about the industry and others in the industry. It's, it's not ideal, and we know that. Right. We're looking at it. So appreciate the chance to discuss it so um, openly so, with you. Appreciate it. If uh, somebody joins the International Therapeutic Float Conference, excuse me, if somebody joins the International Therapeutic Flotation Conference or IT FloatCon, are they going to go home happy? Yes. Yes. Great. Wonderful. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. I truly, genuinely appreciate it. And again, I really appreciate your openness tonight and, and staying on a little longer than you anticipated. Thank you. Before we go, I want to thank FloatAway, who has been sponsoring us since the beginning. FloatAway makes float around uh, float tanks. They make eight foot and 10 foot float arounds. They're making couples float cabins, individual float cabins, the Tranquility float tank. Basically, what I'm trying to say is they have a float tank that could potentially meet the needs of your float center and that it's worth your time to go to floataway.com to see their full selection and get in contact with Colin and Ginny, very sweet people uh, who are also incredibly brilliant when it comes to float tanks. My goodness, they know what they're doing. So uh, have a conversation with them. Have a conversation and see if one of their tanks might work in your float center. I also want to, again, thank everybody who's signing up on Patreon and supporting us. Thank you so much. I feel like I've said it a few times now that it means more than you know, but it's the truth. It really does mean more than you know. Thank you so much uh, for supporting us. Also, to anybody who doesn't, just know that uh, signing up before February can get you a lot of content for very little. Uh, and for those who have been supporting us, this is also a thank you for supporting us. Uh, we're available for consulting. If you're interested, artofthefloat.com is where you want to go. Just click on the consulting button. For those of you who shop on Amazon, if you visit our website, you can bookmark Amazon.com. It's on the right side. If you're in Canada or in the U.S., anything that you ever buy sends a few ducats our way, and that helps as well. <laughs> we appreciate it. And also, I'll, I'll keep mentioning this, and hopefully the uh, the momentum catches up, which is uh, speak pipes. There's a yellow bar on the left side of the screen when you go to the Art of the Float on any of the any of the pages besides the landing page. And um, what we're looking for is basically people to share their wins, their lessons that they've learned in opening their float center. So if you're uh, celebrating opening your float center, leave us a speak pipe. Let us uh, share in your excitement and congratulate you and uh, learn a little bit from, from your experience and celebrate in your wins. I also just want to thank uh, Kim for writing our show notes. Beyond that, thank you everybody so much for listening. Thanks to all of our listeners. It means so much to us. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Remember, there's an infinite amount to find in the presence of nothing, so spend some time there. We'll see you next week. 